Hi, my name is Cecilia Mandrick, and I'm a life coach. I've worked with dozens of high-achieving individuals who feel in control of every aspect of their lives except their own happiness. In this podcast, I'm helping to bring self-proclaimed overachievers the practices, mindset shifts, and actionable steps they need to build more contentment, confidence, and joy in their everyday lives. If you want to create more happiness in your life, relationships, or even just your Mondays, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode four. Today, we're going to dive into your self-concept and how it relates to your happiness and satisfaction in life. Ready? Let's get started with the Oxford-given, Google-delivered definition. Self-concept is an idea of the self constructed from the beliefs one holds about oneself and the responses of others. So let's break that down just a little bit. The beliefs you hold about yourself. First, as a reminder, beliefs are just thoughts that we repeat over and over again until they feel like the indisputable news, like the truths about us and the universe. Secondly, the beliefs you hold about yourself are based on stories you've heard from others. So these can come from caregivers, from parents, from teachers, people of influence, usually during your childhood and young adult life. So those are the sort of pivotal parts of your life when these stories are formed. Plus the stories you've absorbed about people and people like you from society. So no matter how you were raised, like what body you were raised in, society tells us certain things, right? The color of your skin, society tells us things about people like you that we then absorb and they become part of our self-concept. The second part of this definition is that you construct this view of yourself based on the responses of others to you. So those are all filtered through the same beliefs that I just mentioned. So we got a little bit circular there. Here's the important thing about self-concept, I think. It influences much of what you think, how you feel moment to moment, your truths about the world, what actions you take, and the results you create in your life. Said another way, it creates, so your self-concept helps to create the life that you have right now in many ways. Those beliefs that you have create this life. So it's kind of important. Like your self-concept plays a pretty big role in the grand scheme of your life and your experience of life. Self-concept is bigger than self-esteem which is sort of what you perceive your value and worth to be, your attitude towards yourself. So self-esteem plays into self-concept, but it's not self-concept. Self-image is how you see yourself, but not necessarily how you really see yourself, if that makes sense, from a self-concept perspective. So you might have an image of yourself that you're trying to portray, but it might not actually be the beliefs that you have about yourself. Those are kind of the underlying things. So the self-image might be what you present but it's not how you truly believe yourself to be. Self-concept incorporates value, your image, your feelings about yourself. It's maybe important to think of it as something that's cognitive and emotional. So it's not an entirely logical thing. And I know that if you're a high achiever or you've had success in academic or corporate worlds, kind of in the more traditional sense, oftentimes we go back to these logical definitions, but so little in our life is actually logical. So your self-concept, there is a cognitive component. There's this big story and belief system that you're telling yourself, and it's also really emotional. So those feelings play a big part of it. It's based in reality, and it's not. So the reality part is that it's a reality that we've almost created. So it's not necessarily reality or truth as maybe you're thinking of it from a more logical perspective. It's also important to note, I think, that self-concept is really multidimensional. So it includes beliefs about yourself in many different areas of your life, and 
these can change and vary, right? So you can think of yourself in a work perspective as being really successful and very accomplished and have a really positive self-concept there. But then maybe in your relationship with other human beings, you don't have a positive concept. Maybe you think people don't like you or that you're not a good friend or that there's something weird with you and that's why you don't have a romantic partner. So there's a multidimensional aspect of self-concept that really does encompass almost everything we see and believe about ourselves. A really simple way to understand your self-concept is to ask and then answer because it's always important to answer the question, who am I? So if you have time, you want to free write or journal or maybe even ponder about that while walking, get all of your thoughts and beliefs about yourself out there. So who am I? In maybe different areas of your life, you could break it down in a few different things like maybe relationships and money, time, work, career, school. Who am I? What do I believe about myself? Okay, so now we have an idea, or at least we're on a similar page about what self-concept is. Why is it important? Why is it important to how we feel on a day-to-day basis? And how does it contribute to our happiness? Why is it so influential in how we feel, in what we do, and in how the world responds to us? If you've been listening to the other episodes, you know that what you think and believe influences how you feel. In fact, how you feel, it leads directly back to what you think. So you have a thought, something happens in the world, or someone says something, there's a circumstance, you have a thought about it, and that creates how you feel. That's where all these beliefs play into. So what you say about yourself creates how you feel about yourself. What you're feeling dictates the actions that you take. I think we should go into an example because I think it might be easier to understand. So let's take a typical high achiever. Their self-concept might be considered pretty good. They might view themselves as successful, intelligent, and accomplished. They may also believe that they're flawed because they can't find a partner, that no one listens to them because of a few instances when they were a child, and that they're an imposter because they do things at the last minute and never really studied, so they probably don't deserve what they have. They might also believe that they're not lucky and think that their life might fall apart at any moment when someone figures out that they're not who they say they are. Um, Maybe you don't have all of those more negative beliefs, but perhaps there's one or two lurking in your self-concept. And obviously, what I just said doesn't cover all of them. There are so many self-judgments and beliefs that can be in our head, like success isn't for people who look like me. There's no way that someone would trust a person with my background. Those kinds of things. So those beliefs that are in there, even if we seem to be high-achieving, successful people on the outside. So there's sort of this thing like, I'm mostly great, but there's a major skeleton in my closet. So remember when I mentioned that your self-concept is multidimensional? Here's where that comes out as well. So you may think you're amazing in one area, like I mentioned before. So maybe you're a surgeon and you feel totally in your element in that space. But when you get home and you're a parent, you feel like a failure. You feel like there's no way you should be trusted to parent or be a spouse or interact with other humans in general. You may feel really successful at work, but not have the romantic life you feel you want. And you feel like that's because you have a fundamental flaw as a person. So we can hold these sort of contrasting beliefs in our self-concept where we maybe look successful and even feel successful in certain areas on the outside. But then on the inside, there are these places where we really feel like we're a failure or we're a fraud. It's those insidious thoughts that have the bigger impact on how you feel day to day. So it's the positive self-concept that you have, those positive things that you say, like, I'm totally rocking it at work. But it's also the negative things, too. It's also the judgment and self-criticism. Those play a really big role in how we feel. 
And often, because of how our brains are wired, those become more predominant. Those have a bigger influence than the positive things that we say to ourselves, but maybe also to each other. Okay, so those stories that you have, all of them, they're not true. They are not the news. And I know that it feels like they're so true. I know that you've said them to yourself so many times, or maybe someone has repeated them to you so many times that they feel true, but they're not true. I know this whether we've met and worked closely together or if we've never been in contact before. So our brain is meant to help us survive, and it latches onto these stories that we have. And even though they seem maladaptive right now to you, they've helped you in the past. The belief that you must be perfect or you'll be rejected or unloved got you through something when you were younger. It helped you to be who you are today. Even if it seems like you're judging yourself and it seems like a silly thought to be carrying forward. No matter how much of a declutterer you are, most of us aren't practiced at decluttering our minds. So we take these thoughts or comments on, again, most of them from childhood or early adulthood, that were offered to us or we inferred as we were growing up, and we make them true about ourselves, for ourselves. They become who we are. They become our self-concept which again is who you are, how you feel, and how you act in the world. And all of those influence what you get in the world. So again, these stories aren't true. They're just things that we've adopted and we take on as true about ourselves. When your self-concept is based on these beliefs, it can be really difficult or nearly impossible to feel that deep, contented happiness and satisfaction. Even the momentary joy, because there's this voice telling you, you didn't earn this, or it could be taken away, or I can't believe you said or did that. Another interesting way to learn about your self-concept and these beliefs is to think about what you say to yourself when things are tough or they're not going well or you feel stuck or defeated. What's the story there? Whose voice is it? Where does it come from? Get really curious about those things that you say to yourself when things aren't going really well. And to keep it light, maybe also recognize that you are a human. So when you recognize where these come from, maybe say how human of me to think that. How very natural that my brain went there. How wonderfully inventive and sometimes silly my brain is. Thank you, brain, for doing what you did to help me survive during those times. The key to finding more happiness here is shifting, interrupting, and letting go of these stories. So changing them to find ones that serve you better right now. And that's a really simple answer. I just gave you a one-line answer to a pretty complex problem. So it's simple, but not easy. Implementing it takes work. Shifting your self-concept can be done. It can be done all at once. But oftentimes it takes time to even find and dismantle all these different thoughts and beliefs. And it's one of the reasons I love working with people as a coach Because it can be so difficult to see and understand our own self-concept, because it does feel so true to us, because it does feel like the news. It doesn't feel like something that we have the ability to shift and change because it feels so solid, so heavy even. Having another person lovingly call in your story and work with you to understand how it's serving you or not serving you changes everything. And so I want to make an offer to you if you're listening to this in real time. I'm hosting a workshop this weekend. It's called Self-Concept Shift. We're going to do this work together. It's an amazing place to start to understand your own self-concept, process what's there, and create your new self-concept for who you want to be in the world. I'll put a link in the show notes to sign up. It's free and invaluable. And if you can't make it, or you're listening in the future, or even if you do come, here are some ways to get started right now in shifting your own self-concept. So if you can't make it or are listening in the future, even if you do come, here are some ways you can get started right now understanding and shifting your self-concept. 
As I said before, write down your predominant stories and beliefs about yourself. And you don't have to do this all at once. You can maybe take one instance. Maybe you had a fight with your partner and write down the thoughts that came up about you, what you were saying to yourself after that happened, or maybe you made a mistake at work. What are you telling yourself? Write down the thoughts. Get really curious about them from a non-judgmental perspective. So just write them down. And ask yourself of those stories, which ones are serving you and which ones are getting in the way of what you want. So after writing down all the stories about yourself, look at which ones are serving you today. How are they serving you? Feel the feelings associated with your current stories. Write down what you would need to believe and feel in order to shift your story to one that does serve you. So those are two, again, simple. So feel the feelings, which is a big thing that we'll talk about more, but feel the feelings that come up with those first stories and then write down what you'd need to believe and feel in order to shift your story to one that serves you and find thoughts that feel true right now that start to shift this story from the current one to the future one, even if the shift is just one to 2%. So just a small shift away from where you are now into this new belief. And each day you can come back to this. So you can ask, what would I need to believe today to shift this story? What am I shifting my story to? And how can I be present for all the feelings that come up with the old story and with the new story? Your self-concept is so important. It matters. And you alone have the power to shift it. And when you do shift it, your life will shift in amazing and surprising ways. You'll be happier. You'll feel more content. You'll feel better in your own skin. You'll have this ability to be present and joyful and contented no matter what's happening around you. It's a really, really powerful way to shift how you show up in the world and how you feel in the world. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're looking for another way to bring a little bit of joy into your life, I have just the thing for you. My Feel Your Feelings mini course is designed to help you develop emotional literacy and increase your emotional resilience. It's totally free and available for you by going to Cecilia, that's C-E-C-E-L-I-A-B, Mandrick, M-A-N-D-R-Y-K.com forward slash free training. I just know you're going to love it. We'll see you back here next week on Happiness Created. See you then. Here's a quick reminder to follow this podcast so you can get your weekly dose of happy delivered right to the top of your favorite podcast app. All you need to do is open the Apple Podcast or Spotify app on your phone, search for Happiness Created, click on the show, and hit the little plus sign or follow button in the upper right corner. I'll meet you back here next week. Thank you.